gentlemen, the show belongs to you. Well, thank you, Gabe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of Glass Half Sports. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the last time that you're going to be hearing that intro music. Uh, because moving forward in 2023, we are going to rebrand our sound a little bit pre-show. Mike, are you excited or uh, sad to see our original intro music go by the wayside? I think it's a sign that I'm getting old because uh, some part of me just kind of likes the <laughs> the things the way they are. You are like every time we come into the studio, Mike becomes a little bit more Gabe. Yep. Just it <laughs> as, <laughs> as time, which Thank is good you, for you because Gabe. Gabe is living his best life back there. So, uh, as always, not back from, here well, at my well, apartment, at your apartment, yeah, yeah, out in the streets running things. Um, glad to have you all with us as always. I'm one of your hosting duties, Nick Huffman, as always, joined by my uh, ever so faithful co host, Mike Mensing. How is the last week, buddy, coming out of the holidays? Are you excited to get into 2023 here? Yeah, it's going well. It's going well. It's been busy. Um, it's been a Good start to the year, I guess. Let's keep it going. Here. What was, what was your New Year's resolution for 2023? I think we should share this at the top of the show. What was my New Year's resolution yeah. for 2023? Uh, I did not make one. Really? Did not make one. Your New Year's resolution was to make less New Year's resolutions. And I've so far followed through with it. Good for you. Proud of you. My New Year's resolution was to be a little bit nicer to Mike on the air. Oh, you've already failed at that one. So, all right, moving on. Uh <laughs> Guys, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, YouTube, and Patreon. Where else? Twitch. And Twitch. We do have a Twitch. <laughs> I don't know if we have any videos on Twitch. Nope. You'll have to absolutely go, go not. check it out. Uh, and then post-show, we can be found on MCN6, which is local cable here in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, if you're outside of our local area, you can find MCN6 through your Roku app. Yeah. Through the MCN app on your Roku stick. Yeah. That. There you go. What do we got Again, for the f- I'm becoming Gabe. So there we the go. Technology yeah. of, of right, just like hard. Just hard. Uh, there was uh, there was like a Morse code machine in here earlier today. I thought you and Gabe were texting back and forth last night. But um, uh, what do we have for the folks today? Yeah, it is a big show today. Uh, we have our Vikings view, touching base on a a loss to the Packers this past weekend. Our Wild Wolf watch with a new guest. Yeah. Uh, new Year's <laughs> resolutions for a few athletes around. The nation and then our NFL playoff picture. We're going to finish it off with an NBA trade deadline segment. Yeah, we haven't checked in on B ball in a little bit, but I know uh, we're 30 days away already from the NBA trade deadline. So things are starting to heat up. Some names have been floated. Some players have come out and said that they're unhappy. I think it'll be good for us to uh, take a look at all of the options that the Minnesota Timberwolves have to get out from this despicable situation that they've placed themselves in. I don't know if, yeah, we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Uh, With that, let's talk about something despicable. Yeah, let's talk about something despicable. The Minnesota Vikings traveled to Green Bay this past weekend. Um, I'm not sure if they showed up for the game, but I hear that they're coming back. I don't know where they were on Sunday. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I all season long, I have sat on this show, and I have kept a pretty positive tempo going about the Minnesota Vikings. Have I not? Yeah, you, I, I've you, been, you, I've been, yeah. I've been very optimistic you've about had, this team. You've had very purple shaded glasses this year, yes. But one of my biggest pet peeves in life in general, Mike, is just situationally being unaware. Like the guy who shows up to the airport with, you know, shoes that are hard to tie and a belt and a coat and earrings and necklaces and just slows everybody down when going through airport security, right? Everybody kind of stands at the back of the line. You're like, why? Sounds like a cool guy, though, with all that gear on. Maybe. 
Maybe. But the Vikings were exactly that this last week. Not only did they have the opportunity to roast a team that me and you saw them take care of handedly in week one. Not only did Justin Jefferson and Jair Alexander have beef going on on Twitter all week. So you think, okay, let's involve our superstar in the game easy early and get that matchup going because sometimes it's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's, right? I have heard that before. Yeah, That's right. Uh, they not only that had the opportunity to eliminate the Packers who were awful weeks one through like 12 this year. And like take their playoff chances away. That's a rival that you now don't have to worry about facing in the playoffs. And to put the cherry on top of all of it, you watch the Eagles lose yet another game, putting you right back in contention for that first round by in the NFC to make up for that egregious performance that you had on week three. And you came out flat as can be. I was appalled at that alone. Like, all year, the one thing that I've been able to hang my hat on with the Vikings is when it counts, when it's important enough, they show up. But they did not do that this week, and that's why they got absolutely embarrassed. The important parts of the game are the entire 60 minutes. Ugh. Sorry, I have been saying that all year, and this was another red flag game for me, showing me that they are not that good. We are a 9-10 to 10 win football team that has gotten lucky a few times and are, is sitting at number three now mm -hmm. in the NFC. And they've, uh, and in my opinion, they've officially tarnished or burned the bridge that they had to having an easier road to the Super Bowl than they would have had previously. Two home games or a home game indoors with this team is very much different than us having to go to Philly or to San Francisco. Or you know, and, I would and play also outdoors. Play the Giants, though, than the Packers, especially after something. Like oh, I totally agree with you. But we've seen all year, this team is a little pretty. It your team takes on the personality of so your. So you head would coach. rather play the Packers? No. Okay, so it is almost a good thing that we dropped down to three. Yes, okay. but here's what I'll say. What I don't want is even if we then manage to beat the Packers or if we manage to beat the Giants indoors and then we have to travel to an outdoor team in cold weather, your team takes on the personality of your head coach, right? And Kevin O'Connell, admittedly, admittedly, is a California kid. He's a little finesse. But more than likely, if we if we beat the Giants, it will be a matchup with the Niners in round two. And how did how did it go the last time Kirk Cousins squared up against that defense? Well, not great, but it's it's not even close to great. San Francisco, not outside in Philadelphia, which is a little bit different. Which would be what the NFC Championship game? If we how get well there. did yeah? How well did this team perform last time we had to march into Philly we, with Kirk? Are we? Are, I'm sorry, but are we truly worrying about the Philly matchup in the NFC Championship game when last year we didn't make the playoffs? No. Again, let's let's temper our expectations here a little bit. This is, again, it's probably a 10-win team that's gotten lucky. It's been a great season. Let's continue to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we get a win in Week 18 moving into the playoffs into our matchup against the Giants. Maybe. And now I will say the silver lining to all of this is the Vikings have found a way all season long to not stack bad appearances, right? Like... They go out and they get embarrassed in Philly. They rebound the next week. They go out and they get embarrassed in, uh, against Dallas. They come back on short rest against the top 10 defense and they take care of New England. Like they, they have the scores to Detroit. Huh? Lose by two scores to Detroit. 
Exactly. So, right. So they're they're, they, it's unlikely that you're going to see them underperform again this week against the bears, but I need to see something from the coaching staff because what I saw on Sunday outside of like just bad bounces, right? Two of Kirk cousins interceptions are balls that hung in the air longer than some of Ryan Wright's punts. Like that's just, that's just bad luck. But the coaches to me need to better implement a game plan with a little bit more simplicity. Like the JJ thing is a perfect example to me. There's no reason why your first play of the game shouldn't have been one of those inside tunnel screens to JJ. Cause you knew they were going to be man up on Jair Alexander. Let him get some momentum going, make Jair Alexander think, and then play that matchup. There's no reason why you shouldn't have been playing games to isolate Zadarius Smith against guys that he practiced against for the last four years on defense and allow him to affect Aaron Rodgers like he did in week one. We did none of that. And oh, that's yeah. what I was disappointed in. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like they kept it vanilla because they felt like they had it in the bag at times. Well, but I well, hope it doesn't come back and bite them in the ass. I truly think that we have week 18 in the bag, especially considering the Chicago Bears one weapon that they really have and I, that I respect is not going to be playing for them. Justin Fields is out this week. Okay. So, I've never heard anyone say we have this in the bag with less confidence. Yeah. I think we have this in the bag. I think we do. We should yeah. in theory, but it's the Vikings. Right? It's like exactly. leaving. It's That's like leaving it, right? the, it's like leaving the McDonald's dr- drive through during breakfast and going, man, I really hope my hash brown is in there knowing they probably gave it to somebody else. That was a perfect analogy actually. And I'm dead serious. Um, yeah. We're a much better team than Chicago, but it's in Chicago. It's always a weird place, tough place for us to play. I don't know, man. I think we should win by two scores, but I've been waiting for us to dominate a team all year. Yeah. What do you do with the starters if you're the if you're coaching the Minnesota Vikings this week? Play them. Yeah, I was you earn your right off the field this week if you're a starter based on your performance last week, especially a guy like Justin Jefferson, who's gonna have to play outdoors. I mean, this who is your number that one? We weapon. are up twenty eight to seven at half. Yep. And you can go, all right, Kirk, now you're done. Yep. Sure. Like, that's what it should be. But it's you're going to have to earn it, and the offensive line can't get a break. Right. Like, they can't. They have to play all four quarters now. Chris Reed, by the way, looked atrocious. Well, he is a third-string center for a mediocre offensive line, well, interior offensive line. And we're now missing the entire right side of our offensive line, pretty much. Brian O'Neill is going to be down multiple weeks. Garrett Bradbury hasn't been back, and Ed Ingram is a rookie. Mm-hmm. So... Does it worry me that we're going to get squared up against Kayvon Thibodeau likely in week one of the playoffs with them knowing, oh, yeah, look at this abysmal right side of the offensive line that I, that they're playing against? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. I mean, they got Dexter Lawrence, too. It, that's not going to be easy for the Vikings to get past. So they're going to have to find some continuity quickly. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it Chris Reed had a really good practice yesterday and was really locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, called him a consummate professional, so. Hope he plays well. We can uh, hope, I'm gonna right? guess. I am gonna be optimistic. I'll guess 34-14 final Vikes. Uh Dylan Gelzo says the Vikes played down to their level of play. Mike's been saying that all week, uh all week or all season. Um that that's who the Vikings are any given Sunday. Um and I will go we struggle to score outside. In like in Chicago, notoriously, our run game seems to get stuffed up, which limits our passing attack. We're probably not going to see some of our veterans uh, 
JJ might get some extra rest. Adam Thielen probably not going to be massively involved in the offense either uh, to make sure that he's ready for the playoff run. I'm going 24-13 Vikings. Awesome. Well, let us know what you guys think in the comments, and hopefully we finish the year with another win. I got a question, guys. What what do you – is there a scenario where KOC – where this – where this is not a successful year for them. If they lose this week and then lose out of first round of playoffs, absolutely. How do you feel about that? It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Sure. So, what, where would you be at with that? <clears throat> I mean, um, this has been really shaky, right? This ending. And, and it's like, it feels like it's so weird because it, it was like, honestly, I think three weeks ago or two weeks ago, I, yeah. I said, I might have to just back off everything I said and say they just feel like a team of destiny. With the, you know, coming back and now it's just completely erased. Well, and that's the thing is, has it been shaky just the past couple of weeks? Has it been shaky all season? Right. Yeah. The one thing that I will say, the Vikings are in better position than, I'm going to go ahead and say 95% of NFL like organizations, organizations with a first-year head coach. Yeah. First-year head coaches that especially like especially ones that don't have any prior experience they struggle they That's like oftentimes they struggle they miss the playoffs you'll see bad clock management i mean heck nathaniel hackett's already canned we're right all, i mean but on the other side of the coin we're also probably going to match up with Brian Dable in the first round well, so another it, first year head coach it, but it's kind of a also, split the, oh i'm sorry mike I'm no sorry. you're good um also we've got when you look at our long term um whatever health mm mm-hmm. I mean, we got our number one draft pick, Lewis Seen, like waiting in the wings. He hasn't even contributed yet. That's oh. going to be great. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. The one thing, we- the one thing that can, and this can snowball. I will paint you a hypothetical hit the panic button scenario here, which is the Vikings lose to the Bears. They come into the playoffs. They get stomped out. They go into the offseason. They try to. Continue with this competitive rebuild, right? In which we have a lot of aging veterans on defense and a lot of expensive veterans on offense. And we don't draft well for a second year in a row. And this draft class from this year, which is Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth, don't really ever get their footing. And if they get off to a slow start at the beginning of next season, it really does start to raise a ton of questions. Because right now I heard um, Tom Pelissero talking about this earlier this week. You look at Jared Goff. Right now, system-wise, Jared Goff has more gas than Kirk Cousins does in that Lions offense. Justin Fields has more gas as he'll get more weapons in that Bears offense than Kirk does. And who knows what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. If he gets healthy and they retool, the Vikings are going to find themselves right back in the middle of that dogfight. It's... They got to get it right. They have to. They got to show that they're a place that top stars that might be leaving teams or top prospects or whatever would want to come play. They got to prove that in this system. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's it's just stepping up and making plays when it need. You like, best when your best is required, right? Yeah. Red zone early in the game on the road against your rival. You got to punch it after a block punt and not. Kick a field goal. Yeah, game, so. absolutely. Uh, Wild Wolf Watch. So, Nick, the Minnesota Wild came off a victory last night, uh, five to one against Tampa. Yeah. Kareel lights the lamp twice. 
Yeah, looking good lately. <laughs> uh, understatement of, of the century. Um, and we do have somebody joining us today to talk about the wild as well. Yeah, Dilly Bars in the back rejoining us this week. What's up, Dill? Hello, everybody. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Um, in, wild have been impressive. Winners of uh, eight of the last ten games. Um, taking down Dallas um, handedly. Gustafson playing well. Kareel seems to be greasing the wheels. And we've even recalled some youth from the Iowa Wild that hasn't seemed to affect our level of play lately. What do you think the difference has been from early in the season to now? Mm. Line cohesion. Just time, right? Well, that and, you know, Dean's been switching up lines occasionally players on different lines whether first second third plus obviously adding revo which we spoke about yep but i think getting solid lineups and keeping them healthy health has been a big thing we were very banged up at the beat like more than i thought i had real like more than i had definitely realized like greenway to start was the year. out for pff, how long right and we didn't have uh, the grief line or whatever they called it yep. for almost what a month or something yeah. like that and so if you get those guys back out banging and busting and heads it's a it's a completely different game changer yeah um you know and and it the it's weird man we were t- me and you had talked at at length you know i don't want to look too far into the future here but we had talked at length about the decision to take the cap penalties for the two age the 10-year contracts that we needed to get rid of and what was that going to look like as we started to you know support Kareel through what are going to be our down years in cap the Wild also had five prospects that were selected to, what is that, the 2023 uh, Junior World Championship. You know, yeah. so there's more help on the way for a team that is already very, very young and sitting in, what, third place, three points behind uh, Winnipeg in the standings. Like, And we beat Daly, who is number one. Yeah. So I and think we definitely have a competitive team this year. Yeah, we are uh, six points behind Dallas, but they also have three more games played. So. Yeah, and not only that, Gustafson, the guy is showing up. I'll give him credit. I mean, our youth in general has shown up. But, you know, you, you do that 50-50 thing with the goalie sometimes, or, you know, spot starts and, well, you know. Well, Gustafson's uh, goals against average is like 2.25 right now, and uh, Flurries is like 2.8. So and yeah, he's playing way better. You know, and what do we say? Two point five seems to be the magic number for the Wild on any given night. Kareel, Zuccarello, and another player can put the puck in the net. Can we hold other teams to under two and a half? Right. Right. Um, do you think this is sustainable? And if so, do you think the Wild still feel they need to make a move as we approach the deadline here, Dylan? Honestly, I don't think they need to make a move with anybody. Okay. I think we're actually really good where we're at. Honestly, hold 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 the fort. I guess hold the line. Hold. Yeah, it's basically as long as your youth can can continue to play above yep. their level, right? Or or grow into their potential. I think is a better way to look at that, right? Because when you're such a young team and you see these like the physical five two win that they had against St. Louis, where Greenway, who is your your muscle in the middle, pretty much where he puts the puck in twice, like that's. That's his potential. Right. Can he consistently find that as his waterline, right? Can we raise the floor on some of these guys, I think, is what's going to be important. All righty. Uh, well, what do we got coming up for games uh, for the Wild here, Mikey? Uh, Saturday. Yeah. No. Yeah. Saturday is our next game. We're in Buffalo. Yes. 
uh, Saturday against Buffalo, Thursday uh, uh, in New York, and then we have St. Louis again on Sunday. How do you think they're going to fare coming out of this stretch as a very hot team right now? It's basically whether or not we can keep it up, right? <laughs> um, I'll say two and one over those few. Yeah, I had it as two and one as well. Ooh, Nick, Minnesota is not one and done. Tim Jackson believes the Vikings are going to win a playoff game. He must not have watched the Lions game a couple weeks ago. Tim, are you feeling okay? Dylan says that's debatable. See, this is the kind of heckling that we like in our comment section. Um, but I think they're going to be two and one as well. A win against Buffalo, a win, another win against St. Louis. I think that's important just for physicality's sake to every time you line up against kind of like a slobber knocker style team that you go out and just win, win it physically. Knocker. Yeah. And then uh, probably a loss to New York, if I'm being quite honest with you. <laughs> really like slobber knocker. Thank you. Here. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to the Minnesota Nimber Pups. Yeah, they're still sucking. All right. Well, no, whimper, Gabe. Whimper if you're going to howl. They're on back-to-back impressive wins, actually. Uh, 124 to 111 over Denver, who leads the West, and then 113 to 106 over Portland. After trailing most of that game. Yeah, I mean, it's not how you start. Nope, it's how you finish. Um, But still, just not consistently playing good basketball, right? No. And you know what I think? I, I've paid closer attention and closer attention. And I've, I've tried my best, zero in, zero in, zero in, and try to figure out what's wrong with the Wolves. And I have said for weeks now, Anthony Edwards, who Gabe thinks we can't win with, is the difference maker in the Wolves locker room. Would you like to know what the two consistent things are over our last two wins versus our last two losses? Uh, Ant's points? Yeah. Ant with over 25 field goal attempts and D'Lo with five or more assists. And then caveat that with Jay, with McDaniels then being involved in the offense. When his usage rate creeps up above 20%, the Timberwolves are winning basketball games. The two that we lost since we were there last week, D'Lo's field goal attempts, way up. McDaniels' usage, way down. D'Lo's assists, way down. The two stars that got us to the playoff last year to the playoffs last year are our current biggest problem. Cat and Delo cannot be the center or focal points or leaders of that locker room. It's costing us ball games. It's it there's nothing there's nothing else to it other than that. It's got to be Ant's team. It's Ant and Jaden's team. Tim Jackson agrees with you. Build around Ant. He's a smart guy. I knew he'd think that from the jump. Get rid of, yeah, see, get rid of Cat. See, I, I mean, smart. Smart. What do you think the issue is? Um, Yeah, it's, it is, I, I disagree with everybody on this, that I do think it's possible to play with two bigs in that modern it, NBA. It's not. Um, but you have to dictate the pace. Which we can't do because our bigs don't move. Oh. It's different it's if still you're possible with bigs that are like one of the bigs is pretty quick. Cat's pretty quick for a big. You know, a lot of bigs that run that are seven feet that run faster than him. Yeah. John Collins. Okay. That's one. Know a lot of them. No. Okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> um, but it's, it's in the style of play. It's, yeah. it's taking control of the game and the wolves don't do that because of their youth. They don't like there's there's a way to slow down your offense and to be efficient on the offensive end and to make the most of your baskets that slows the pace of the game. It limits fast breaks for the other team because you're taking good quality shots. They're going through instead of rebounds. Right. There, there's a way to dictate the pace of the uh, pace of play. Pace of play. Yeah. The Wolves don't do that. 
if you have two bigs, you have to do that. So there has to be something that gives. They either have to start dictating the pace of play or get rid of the two big system. And like I said, did you ever text Blake about the triangle with the Wolves and his opinion on that? He's kind of like our basketball aficionado. It just, the Lakers were that way for years with Shaq and a bigger stretch four. Not a whole lot of fast break points, not a yeah, whole I lot mean, of open court, but what, controlled the offensive end in half court situation. The Clippers the, the play that thing, way. The biggest thing you really need in that triangle offense, though, that the Wolves don't have is is a pure shooter like a Kobe Bryant or a Michael Jordan. Seems to me like Ant can do that. Ant Hoist is a great twenty five points the basket. a game. He's he's not going to make his money shooting jumpers from the elbow. No, but he can also stretch the floor and shoot the three. Something he's probably more efficient. I'm not going to say he's more efficient at it than Kobe because Kobe probably could have done more of it if he wanted to. He's just not consistent enough to build your offense around him shooting, shooting the basketball. Yeah. yeah. Yet. Right. I mean, his the stretch of games that he is on is impressive. He hasn't had a game below 30 points, I think, in yeah, like the no, last I, week I, and a half. I'm, I'm not saying that his game isn't impressive. His game just isn't that. Right. Yet. Why change it though? Why not build around what his game is, which is well, because you the always want to be able to t- hoist a three. He he is the modern NBA. He's either going to dunk on you or hit a three in your face. There's right. not much of an in between. But what what made Demar Derozan a potential MVP candidate last year? Being able to hit for mid. What makes Kawhi Leonard a potential MVP candidate when he's on the floor? He can be an MVP candidate the way he plays, though, Nick. But it li- but it limits his game. It doesn't really. It does because right now with two guys standing in the paint, I your mean, opportunities to get in there for those dunks, those and ones, to get the other team in foul trouble is much, much more difficult. All I'm saying is you don't change your star player's style of play. You change your roster around your star player. I would agree with you, and Tim Jackson does too. Tim Jackson says pace comes down to your point guard, and we're going to talk about this a little and bit we later. Don't have one? Yeah, it's going to. We're going to talk about this a little bit later. D'Lo is the problem. Yeah, we don't. And have a one. lot of this, a lot of it. Well, let us know what you guys think about the Wolves and their prospects moving Ooh. forward. Uh, Gabe's little howl there. That's Better a timber whimper. pop howl right yeah. there. Uh, Games moving forward, it looks like we have the Clippers tomorrow. That's a tough matchup. Yep. On Sunday, we face the Houston Rockets, which should be a win, but we lost them earlier in the year. And then we just lost the Pistons not that long ago, and like the Pistons last week. again on Wednesday. So um, I've got them as 2-1. and one. Uh, Obviously, take the game from the Rockets, take the game from the Pistons, and it better be close in L.A. Get blown out by 30. I don't care when the other two. I want it to be close. You a gotta, loss is a loss. you got to walk like a in. win is a win. Not see, but that's not true. You have no, it's not true. You so, have the so opportunity like how you to play learn. matters. You have the opportunity to learn from your losses. So how you play matters, yeah, and like you should play your best, and you should play well over four quarters, and you should be consistent. And it doesn't you mean for 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 four quarters, like that's football. What I said. Yeah, oh. or basketball. Yeah, there's four quarters in of basketball. basketball too, yeah. yeah. Well, who brought up football? You did, Adam. I, I didn't say football at all. Game shot. shot. Dead. Clip that. Burn. <laughs> all right. Moving on. New Year's resolutions. Uh, we are going to alternate with what these athletes and or coaches want for the new year. Yeah. Um, so we got some Minnesota local ones first, right? We got to give new. We got a New Year's resol- revolutionized, resolutionized. Oh, Jesus. Some of our local athletes. Gabe's going to toss some faces up on screen here. And I think. Our resident quarterback actually has the 
a Minnesota quarterback with a resolution. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, the first one that we are going to take care of is Kirk Cousins and his New Year's resolution. What 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 what, what is your New Year's resolution here, Kirk? Uh, well, my New Year's resolution for the new year is uh, I really want to get an offensive line around me and to be able to throw slant passes without being tackled. Yeah. Nothing, nothing else. You're not going to buy. There's no grills in your New Year's resolution. No, no grills. I just want an offensive line, please. Can you do the because since we have you live, can you Kirko chains for me real quick? Fair enough. Can you Fair say enough. you like that at least yeah. for us? With you the, like with that energy? You like that? You like that? I think he did it strong. It's a little yeah. nasally. Yeah. Bye, Kirk. Uh, bye, Hope Kirk. You get an offensive line. Bye, Kirk. All right. Uh, I have somebody that we were just talking about, Anthony Edwards. Oh, okay. We're going that way. Gotcha. Right, yeah, perfect. absolutely. Uh, so I have Anthony Edwards, uh, obviously third year guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves and my new year's resolution for Anthony Edwards. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Gotta hit pause. Are we comfortable with this one in terms of a, uh... <laughs> go ahead. I, was say, I can shrink down if you need me to. Uh, my new year's resolution is get Cat and D'Lo off my goddamn team, please. And maybe find me some talent that I can win with. Because right now, this organization is doing me absolutely zero favors, and I'm tired of it. I'm exhausted. I would like to get back to the playoffs. That was going to be my New Year's resolution until we traded for Rudy Gobert, clogged the lane, and continued to lean into a shoot first selfish ass point guard question uh do you uh, intend to stand still during any plays for the rest of the year or uh much like randy moss i'll be here when you need me or when i want I'll, I'll play when i want to play okay thank you for answering the question you're welcome that's what I got for that's what I got for my New Year's resolution. Who you got next, Mikey? All righty. Uh our next one up is going to be the great one, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Ooh. Let's see what he wants for New Year's. Hmm. I can't believe that we got Tom in studio. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, right? It's kind of weird that you wound up with a bunch of quarterbacks. It's shocking. <laughs> it's almost like it was pre-planned. All right, Gabe, go ahead and put his face over mine whenever you're ready. <laughs> That was a really good one. How is uh how is the new girlfriend, by the way? Uh, we don't talk about that. It's professional. Oh, okay. It's business like in here. Uh, what I really need is a running back that rushes for more than 20 yards in a game. What about playoff Lenny? You love playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny has 637 yards on the season. <laughs> I'm only eight yards behind him. <laughs> Career? I, I need a running back. Uh I have over four thousand yards passing this year. I have a decent defense. I need a running back, please. So if there's a running back out there, maybe a cashier or a grocery cart retriever at Walmart, we can about, do a... What about this guy back here, Tom? Yeah, we'll take him. You take AP right now? He, he can live down the hall from me at the nursing home. <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> On to Cincinnati, right? <laughs> Always. Oh, oh, is that... That's that's our commission. Oh, okay. For fantasy. Matheson. Matheson, comma, Michael. There we right. go. Uh, I have somebody that we're very familiar with. Oh, you got to get into this one. This, I am. You're you're a big fan of this guy, so mm-hmm. you got to. Jim Polat. I should just. No, no, no. That's not who I got. Who do you have? I have Sugar, oh, Sugar Sean. Sean. We can go with Sugar Sean. A little O'Malley oh, action. Who, who does Gabe have? I was going to say, you guys are killing me back Who do you here. got, no, Gabe? No, we're good. We're good. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Well, listen, my goal 
or New Year's resolution in 2023 is going to be to take the strap off that pussy Aljamain Sterling. Oh, dang. I thought wow, it was I thought was... I legitimately thought, looking at you coming into the studio, Sugar Sean, that it was going to be to work more kids' birthday parties. <laughs> but, all right. Are you making fun of my hair? Decide. I will two-piece you right now. I mean, then my nose would be as red as yours. But, yeah, go ahead. Fair enough. Uh, no, my, 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 my goal is to take the strap off Aljo. Obviously, he's just kind of sitting on his hands because he's terrified to get in the ring with a real fighter and, you know, just start setting paper, pay-per-view records and, you know, become the, the, the man that Dana wants me to be, which is Connor's replacement. Hmm. Anything yeah. else to add? One more thing? No? No, Good. the divisions. All right. Those well, arms. hey, everybody. Krusty the, cr- Krusty no. the Clown, who, who will be fighting for the UFC belt this year. You should have done that the whole time, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. And taking off your shirt. All I'm right. not taking off my shirt. You kidding me? So next one, it looks like I get to uh, keep my same name. Oh, yeah? We're going to pivot over to Mike Trout. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mike, buddy, are you? first of all, are you feeling okay? Yeah. The body seems to be an issue. Are you going to be able to get back on the field for any considerable well, amount of time? I mean, I will say this. The uh, the back is the back is a little sore from uh, from carrying from carrying my team all these years. Oh, you've been carrying Shohei. Is that what you're saying? Well, Shohei and I. No. You know, the the back got a little help the <clears throat> past couple of years. Nice. But it's just been it's just been me and him. We don't I don't even know if we have a second baseman. The ball just kind of seems to dribble through. <laughs> yeah. You don't have much of a pitching staff either. No, uh, I think we threw a, a pitching machine out there one game last year. So what is your resolution? Like, do you have New Year's resolutions, Mike? Uh, it'd be really cool to look around the clubhouse and see, like, actual other people in there other than Shohei and those cardboard cutouts they used in Denver during the COVID year. Um, it'd be cool to get a, like, full team in here that could help us out. Are you happy in L.A.? Uh, L.A. is nice. Um, it's weird playing professional baseball with one teammate, though. <laughs> I hear you need to have nine of them. Yeah, yeah. It's, Are you going to pitch? Uh, I have in the past just because we've needed me to. Um, really don't want to. Fair enough. My back's already sore. Would you leave? Uh, I, I'd leave. Yeah. I hear other teams like play with nine. Yeah? Yeah. Who should it, be it, traded between be him and Shohei? Yeah, who who do you think is more deserving of a chance to prosper elsewhere? You or Shohei Otani? Well, I've, wants I've, to I've, I've suffered is. longer, so he can stay and carry the angels for a little bit longer. <laughs> I mean, the other, I mean, the, the good news is you could call Kawhi and figure out how to be the best player on the second best team in your sport in L.A. No, I told Kawhi a joke once, and his laugh really scared me. I don't talk to him anymore. Fair. Fair. I. Wish I had Kawhi's laugh on the soundboard right now. All right, well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Shohei showed up. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, uh, next one. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, – who is next? Because I don't have the – Connor McGregor. One. I have no clue. So you <laughs> Connor McGregor. Okay. Dylan, would you like to give the, the people your Connor impression? Do you really want me to? No, absolutely. Is that who the fuck is his going? <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, perfect. Oh man, look at that beard. Look at that beard. Uh, yeah, my goal in twenty, my my resolution for twenty twenty three was to return. You know, after burying my steroid allegations to one hundred and seventy pounds, and make the world believe that I could win a world title, so I could make more money. 
And maybe if I'm lucky, fight more than twice. Who I, are you targeting to fight? I heard that you had a pay-per-view with Randy Marsh from South Park in July. Is that true? Uh, no comment okay. at the current okay. moment. Okay. Um, my, my, my target is the entire division. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot I, you're going to clean a house. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the champ champ. So all these bums like Leon and Kamara and Gilbert Burns, it's different when you get hit by my left hand. I'm, I might be a little older. Does I'm just as strong in the ring with you. I got yeah. I got to be honest with you, Connor. Sitting right next to you, I'm not scared of you at all, and I don't think you have another win in you. Yeah, Connor, try to be honest. What's up with all the disrespect that I, I hear you giving to Dana's top dogs? I'm just Should being totally mouth? honest. I don't think you have another career win in you unless you fight a pay-per-view against the KSI milk delivery <laughs> guy. But you know what? Just being honest, I think you are washed and you are only around for the paycheck. Red panty night still exists, motherfucker. That's fine. True. Just so, at my house last night. Yeah, so good right. luck with your New Year's resolution. I'm going to clean house in 2023. That's fine. Who do you got next, Mike? I have KOC next. Oh, Mr. O'Connell, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How was your first season as coach? You know, it's been... Uh, it's been. I don't care. In 2023, how the fuck are you going to fix the Vikings? Because right now it doesn't look good. Well, first of all, that was rude. Uh, secondly, uh, my New Year's resolution will take care of the Minnesota Vikings in 2023. All I want for 2023 is a defensive coordinator. You you chose you hand chose Ed Donatel. Um, yeah, that was my choice. Oh, so you're already blaming Quasi? I didn't say. Jeez, Quasi's there ain't nothing. At all. There ain't nothing like history repeating itself, huh? You go from I didn't Rick Spielman say, I didn't, and Mike Zimmer that don't agree I to you and KOC. I didn't KOC. name at all. I would just like a defensive coordinator that doesn't have to leave in the third quarter because it's his bedtime. Do you have anybody in mind? Ooh, um, to be honest. Uh, Coach start. Prime? Nope. He's at the bottom of my list, actually. Um there's about 30 coaches, 50 feet of crap, and then at the bottom, Coach Prime. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you got to put the feelers out there. I want somebody who's going to come in and run schemes that uh, are a little bit untraditional mm. and maybe keep the young quarterbacks in my division on their toes because I don't trust Justin Fields or Jared Goff or Jordan Love or whoever's coming up for the Packers, and I really want something that doesn't look like cover two and then drops into cover two or something that looks like cover four and drops into cover four and gives them eight yards per play. So, um yeah, maybe we'll look elsewhere other than the retirement home this okay. year for defense coordinators, but that's what I want for New Year's is a new DC. A, a DC. So what untri- about that Lewis Seen, though. Got yeah, how about Lewis Seen? Pick there. Right? And Andrew Booth. Those were your guys. You put your stamp on them. Yeah, they, they you know, they're they're young. They're, they're, they're promising they'll they'll continue to work and make their way into the lineup here sooner or later, but um it's the scheme that that's really not fitting this team moving forward. Mm. So I mean is 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 coach speak 101 a class i can take online because that was a master class in that right there (laughs) you got you guys uh you know thanks for having me and and have a great rest of your 2020 is that your pick oh yeah was it quasi like i mean who you know guys i gotta go i don't have any time (laughs) for questions but have a good one where's my guy for time for two more Time for two more yeah it's so weird that that hasn't been in media much oh absolutely it's just i don't know i mean if they um who was the second round pick? Andrew Booth. Yeah. Okay. It was Booth was the second. Okay. Yep. Our top two wow. picks have played a total of, I think, less than 100 snaps. To be honest, though, like if you look at it, Ed Ingram, 
Brian Asamoah. There are other rookies in that played that well, are playing well yes. in time. So I, if those I, here's the thing too, you, you can't rate a draft class after one season. Mm. True, but you, you know can, but you like get an indication though. Kind yeah, of but injuries headed. don't really give you an indication, right? We we have no idea what Lewis seen. Yeah, but Ceiling when healthy, neither years. one of them was good enough to get on the field <laughs> as rookies. That's not uncommon. Okay. Okay, Jeez, Mike. Sorry, hit <laughs> a sore spot there. Yeah. Good well, word. like, what do we got next? Who do we got on rookies in the NFL for not being starters immediately? No, Reagan on the GM. Uh, Carl Pol, uh, Mr. Polat. Oh yeah. Next. Um, I was. I mean, Gabe, would you? Do you have any interest in being Mr. Polad? Ooh, that'd be good. Um, no. Well, I, I guess I don't know what. Um, no, I'm sorry. Just because I'm trying to do this. No, I know. I got gotcha. you. I'll take it. Um, because yeah, I do have a New Year's resolution. And he's well. First of all, I'm glad to be back on the show. I'm here every week, so glad are, to be back. Are you okay, like financially? Do you want? Can we borrow you some money or whatever? <laughs> I am fantastic financially, oh. Gabe. What are you talking about? Well, I just know that twins are on a tight. Well, budget, you just offered wanna... a contract to the hot dog vendor outside the stadium, so we're just curious. Like he throws an 87 mile an hour fastball. That's triple A level talent. He might get some MLB starts this year. It's true. Good value. Yeah. Okay, well, we're just curious because there's other guys out there that you could pay a little bit more that could throw even faster. Why? Yeah. Why? It's harder to hit a ball when it travels faster. Oh, we're taking the opposite. I thought, so I honestly feel like I am my generation's Billy Bean. Everybody else wants to go with the hard-throwing bullpen, pay a lot of money. I would like to pay absolutely nobody and watch them throw really slow so that way it's a change of pace between what they're seeing all over the rest of the MLB. Okay. So My New Year's resolution for 2023 was not just to spend no more money on free agents. It was to spend no more money on Twins baseball at all. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. So, because uh, you, you can make the money off the TV rights. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, Bally Sports is the greatest decision I ever made. What is your plan? Just like um, your strategy to get youth um, into into baseball is really hard to decipher. But um, are you guys doing like one of those things where you? Are you trying it's to so like hard to team find it that everyone wants it extra? Sorry, too many questions at once here. Go ahead, Gabe. Yeah, I'm just like. The strategy, like, it's very hard to find the games. Are you trying to create some sort of demand through, like, you know, less is more? Like, no, no, no. no. Why, why, why would I want people if if I allow people to openly watch how bad my team is, my fandom will go down the drain, and then I won't be able to charge you idiots, you fans, sixty dollars a pop for mid level tickets and fourteen dollars for the light beer that you drink that I water down, uh, you know, in the Have process. you ever thought of uh, investing in the players and then actually charging more money for tickets? I invested in it's... Byron Buxton, and it was the worst decision I ever made. So I'm done investing in Twins players. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I heard Nick from Glass Half Sports endorse that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. You got it. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> to answer that question properly when you said, does he ever think of uh... – Raising prices or investing in players, raising prices. Um, it's all he thinks about every single day is how to raise prices. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're just, yeah. All right, Mike. All right. Getting to the end here. Next up, we have LeBron James. No. Yep. Really? Yep. He's he's in studio. And who's, wow. Who's, um, hey, the all-time points leader now. 
I, I, I've got to be two goats today. Two. What did you just call LeBron? Goat. Oof. He's a goat. Oh, my gosh. Mike, we're on the air. Yeah. Good Lord. All right. There's, there's more than one goat. How do you feel now that you're the all-time uh, leading point getter in NBA history? Yeah, it's cool. This season only matters for accolades, so I don't really care about anything else. Are you really just hanging on until Bronny shows up now? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to get to the NBA, though, so I've been looking at uh, going over and playing in Taiwan with Dwight and bringing uh, Bronny over there. I, oh, I thought you were just going to head down to the G League and then... Yeah, whatever works. I mean, okay. we're looking at, you know, the, the lifetime by my house says they got an open rec league we could both mm. play in, too. Yep. Um, I just want to play with my son, so we, we got to find a spot. There we go. There we go. What's your uh, New Year's resolution for 2023 there, Brown? Um, I hear there's a record for points on Wednesdays uh, that are at the end of the month that have referees with blue eyes, so I want to go for that record next. Nice. I don't care if my team wins or loses. Oh, okay. How has your relationship with Russ been lately? Uh, the guy who passes me the ball sometimes. Yeah, yep, him. Yeah, he's he's okay. Uh, he can't shoot very well, so I don't pass him the ball. Really, you don't pass. Yeah, that's not uh, to him. He no. can't shoot. Can but anybody he, he besides passes you me the shoot. ball sometimes? Can anybody besides you shoot? No, not not as good as me. Okay. Could you, uh, before we go, comment on a social justice issue? Um. Yeah. I haven't read about any on Twitter lately to regurgitate mm-hmm. to you folks. So unfortunately, I got nothing off the top of my head that I truly care about. Okay. Do you care about anything outside of what I can only assume or imagine? Space Jam was just like you getting to put LeBron's internal universe in cinematic form. Do you care about anything outside of that LeBron verse? Space Jam was making sure that everybody forgot about who Michael Jordan was. And did it work? In my mind. I've got a question. (laughs) When I saw you um, in Las Vegas, I think it was your second year in the NBA. You were walking with your entourage. I know you wouldn't re- remember me. I remember you, Gabe Noah. Oh, thank you. Um, I did have a good performance that night um, at uh, Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. But anyway, um, why were you, you'd pretend to dribble a basketball as you were walking? Is that because you didn't think people already knew that you're LeBron walking with a crowd of people? You were trying to sell that further? I'm just, I've always wondered that. Well, see, what you didn't see, Gabe, was the the glasses that I had on at the time were a new piece of VR reality, oh. and I was actually, oh. I was actually dribbling a basketball, but you couldn't see it. I see. I see, because it looked like, you know, really fucking ridiculous, like, because we all knew you're LeBron, you had a big crowd of people, and then you're pretending to dribble. Hey, so, sometimes you gotta look ridiculous to be the best. That's true. No, I'm sure. You I have mean, definitely I know know. been yeah. the best ridiculous athlete of our generation well thank you thank you're, you you're welcome you can keep that Got right a little there. extra bass in your voice this week <laughs> well i'm six nine so <laughs> all right <sighs> who's next i think there's only there's two or three, three left three, three left. left yep you got francis and ganu oh yeah hey <laughs> don't don't no you're right don't I, of it. I know we're pushing I want, it already but i want to hit the man with the uppercut oh yeah geez. i mean it speak softly and carry a big fucking stick right bingo god it's a terrifying individual i am a terrifying individual hi francis how you doing hello good Good. Nice to have your cheerful self here in the studio. Uh, just curious what your New Year's resolution is. Uh, I plan to squeeze every penny out of Dana prior to uh, 
the John Jones fight. Okay. Uh, have you ever uh, thought of just going like the Conor McGregor path and just fighting like Betty White for money or something like that? Well, no. Okay. Just I don't, I don't, think, about. Ever... I, I don't think much. I just punch. Okay. Have you ever thought about promoting your fights or like saying things to make people want to watch them? Why? Are you, okay. Are you, because it seems like you versus um, Gain or Gone, whatever, Cyril. Yes. Um, it seemed like that should have been a big fight. And I think it was, the box office was quite poor. I mean, does it make you kind of rethink your strategy? Do you think this is working well, the you and Dana thing? No. That's why I want more money. What what could you change to get yourself more money? Could you punch harder? No. Okay. <laughs> so nothing in your power that you can change to get more money. I could be heavier. You could be heavier. I'm working on it. Okay. Do well, that's, you? That's good. What's your prediction for you and John Jones? Uh he scares me. That's why I haven't signed my. He contract. scares you. <laughs> I haven't signed my contract because he terrifies me. The what? guy kills people. Okay. Hmm. Do you think that you could fare better against Dana White's wife than Dana White did? I, I believe I'm not allowed to comment on that situation. She is an amazing woman. I don't know. Your strategy with him so far is so is worked so well. I'm surprised you didn't actually take that bait. Um, but thank you for your... <laughs> All right. Well, Francis Ngannou, everybody. Uh, the light of the studio has just left. Goodbye. All right. Up next, we have Kyler Murray, quarterback <laughs> of the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Just get real little, real little there, Mike. All right. This is, I Don't think worry, I'll wait. We Gabe. could probably, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's. We only got Gabe so fried. He's like these segments <laughs> suck. No, I I think it's been fun. It's just it's it's uh, hard. It's to, a yeah. It's to a, hard to keep up, up for all, sure. Yeah. Hey, hey everyone! It's it's Kyler Murray. Hey Kyler. Hey Hi, Kyler. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for throwing the phone book on the chair. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't make many of them anymore, but we'll do whatever we can. Yeah, for I'm you. surprised you found three of them. Yeah. Hey Kyler, I didn't realize till right now you have a white rich girl's name. Kyler. Uh, I do actually have. I heard that a lot at the, uh, the the white suburban school that I went to high school at. Oh, yeah. You were. I mean, you've been on in, in the spotlight pretty much your whole career, um, all the way dating back to like QB1, the TV show, right? Yeah. They thought I was a freshman, but I was really a junior. I was just really small. Nice. <laughs> hey, where's my? There we go. <laughs> Nick, you look good in black. Oh, Thanks, you Tim. Do you do yeah. look good in black. Uh, Tim, Tim Jackson, who I'd like to point out, is a black man. <laughs> so, oh, I thought he meant his shirt color. Yeah, me oh, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, didn't have to be about race, Gabe. Jesus. Okay. Um, so, Kyler, um, as you, I guess, recover from a, a, an atrociously bad season and now a knee injury, what is your New Year's resolution for 2023? Oh, this knee injury has been great. I think I should get hurt more often. I just get to stay at home and play COD all day, every day. It's oh, okay. It's been awesome. You Very nice. should try it. COD? Just video games. All Like, I wake up, and I even have somebody at my house that, like, helps me go to the bathroom, and then I get to lay in bed and just play COD. And they even bring me food. It's awesome. Have you done that before? I have not. You should try it. I, I, I maybe I will. Maybe I will. So when you when you play COD, since very evidently you are not interested in football like at all, in in your free time is it just like juice boxes and animal crackers or? Yeah, pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I I play football to to pay for the snacks and right uh, stuff. Right. 
Um, it's not as it's not as fun as uh, cod. Fair enough. But the the one bad thing about the animal crackers is my fingers get sticky and then I have to uh, wash my hands before I play cod. <laughs> that's that's fair. How, how do you how do you uh, how do you feel about Cliff Kingsbury? Are we allowed to ask about that right now? Uh, he he's sometimes mean to me, but oh. he's he's okay. He's okay. Yeah. You guys don't seem to get along very well. Yeah, he's sometimes mean to me. Okay, so rumor, when he's mean to you, is that normally because the way that he has to communicate with you is by joining your Xbox party to talk about the week's game plan, or... Yeah, um, but week five, I figured out that I can just appear offline, and now he can't join my parties anymore. Uh, and that's why you guys have been so bad since, you know... I haven't talked to him in a month and a half. Oh, nice. You must have picked that up from Mike Zimmer. Uh, who? Exactly. Okay, okay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, little man. Take care. Bye. All right, up next, uh, Nick has one last one. It's uh, Lamar Jackson joining us in studio. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing the thing again. Hold nope. on. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I was, but I will get there. Sitting there watching Mike like this the entire. If you're not watching this, Mike was like hunched over, hiding behind his microphone to imitate to imitate the fact that if Kyler Murray in real life jumped up, he'd probably hit his head on the bottom of Mike's butt cheeks. I was hysterical. He had that white name. Like that is really the whitest name that. Oh, super. Have. Yeah. yeah, I heard he went to school with a lot of Tanners and Bryces. That I was thinking t- Tanners, Taylors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that. Skyler, Kyler, Big Trust. Woo woo. All right, Lamar Jackson joins us. Lamar, how's it going? Good man. How are you? Good. Uh, I hear that you really want a new contract. Is that your New Year's resolution? When it gets done, it gets done. Okay. Uh, uh, do you want it to be in Baltimore? No. To be quite honest. You don't. Where do you want to go? Man, I'm a Florida boy. I'm trying to go back to the great state of Florida and bring my city a championship. So you want to go to Miami? Two is a bum, so. Would you go to Tampa? I'd like Mike Evans pretty talented. Yeah. Would would you fit in with that offensive scheme? Aaron are, are you a true quarterback in the NFL? It's been been what I've been about since day one. I, I came in, I didn't I didn't I didn't run at the combine for a reason. You know, I'm 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 a quarterback. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a guy who runs, who throws the football. Your target share to tight ends and running backs is higher than normal quarterbacks. Uh, would you be able to succeed with three to four receivers on the field at a time? Yeah, you ever watch the Louisville tape? I, I have, but that was college, which is quite different. Uh, you can ask pro style you know, Ryan system. Leaf about that. You can pro ask Teddy system. Bridgewater about that. You that's can ask. Pro, that's that's pro-style system, boss. Jimmy Clausen. Yeah. It's a little so different, that's, right? That's Tim pro Tebow style. succeeded yeah. in college. Sure. Tim Tebow's a bum, too. Okay. He ain't run like me. He didn't run like you. No. Exactly my point. So can you sit in the pocket and throw to four receivers downfield? If I had four receivers, I could throw to. Okay, so it's a it's a personnel problem in Baltimore. It's, it's not a scheme. It's not a you problem. No. Okay. Is it's, there a possible landing spot that you'd like to go? Uh, uh, Miami. You said. Miami. I'd oh, like okay. to go home to Florida. It's yeah. warm down there. It's cold up here in Baltimore. Do you play video games? Not really. Oh. When you do, do you play with Kyler? No, I was gonna say I was thinking. Did yeah. you see? The why would I? Why would I play with somebody who's slower than me? If you saw the six-year-old kid leaving the studio, that was actually Kyler Murray. No. Yeah. Yeah. You probably bumped into him, but hmm. yeah. No, I just uh, my my. I wanna I wanna win a playoff game this year. Secure the fattest bag with no uh, agent in NFL history, so I get to keep all the money myself and then bring a championship to the state of Florida. But Miami specifically. I mean, not Jacksonville, not Tampa Bay. The state of Florida. 
The state of Florida. State of Florida. So are you going to find a, a new NFL team, like the Florida something? The Florida Lamars. The Florida Big Lamars. Big woo-woo. I hear uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are available. If you want to maybe you know start a football team of three guys. Are they, I hear they're on the uh, Los Angeles Nobodies. Yeah. Hmm. Is, yeah. is this move because of how the Ravens handled the contract, or were you kind of wanting to go no matter what? I mean, if they would, if they wanted me, they if they if if they wanted to, they would, right? Like they they'd have paid me already. I got an MVP and a playoff win. They played Joe Flacco like real early. Yeah, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl in his career. A fluky Super Bowl. A Flacco Super Bowl. A fluky Super Bowl. Do you Flacco. need to be the Flacco highest Browns. paid quarterback in the NFL? No, I don't need to be. I Are you the best be. quarterback in the NFL? I mean, we all play different. It's, it's, uh, we yeah, play you play like different. a running back, dog. No, I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I, I play the system that I'm placed in. So Lamar Jackson wanting to get paid top QB money and try to become an NFL pocket passer. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Good luck. Don't need it. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what you guys think about our New Year's resolution segment. And if we <clears throat> missed anybody, hopefully you got a laugh or two out of that. Yeah. Let's talk about the NFL playoff picture. Let's do it. Ooh. Look at this. Uh-huh. It's my favorite hallway in the whole what? building. What? Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, NFL playoff picture. Yeah. We have some matchup graphics, too. We'll give Gabe a second. <laughs> Gabe's going to catch a hand cramp back there. Okay. Uh, so the NFL, yes. I've got yeah, it. the NFL playoff bracket. So we got two games that that really matter for seeding um, both, one in the NFC, one in the AFC. The first of which is going to be the Packers versus the Lions. The next one, which is going to be the Jaguars versus the Titans. Let's start with that NFC North matchup, Mike. Um, the Vikings made sure that this game actually mattered. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I am going to pick the Lions, though. Uh, Jared Goff has 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions in his last, like, four or five games. Wow. Uh, he is playing insane. Uh, Rodgers actually played pretty poorly against the Vikings, in my opinion. Correct. Only, uh, only 159 yards passing, if not for the special teams and the blunders on our offense. I don't think the Packers' offense is anything to be that worried about. Me I either. think the Lions' offense is actually better than the Packers' defense. I'm going to go Lions here. And... Man, would that be awesome. Rodgers. Uh, now, while I think that Aaron Rodgers' best performance of the year was actually not performance-related, it was the air guitar in the Minnesota game that he decided. The, the It was bass. It was, it was whatever he wanted. That, that was his performance of the year. He hasn't really played great quarterback this year. But it is him. It is Week 18. It is a playoff game. It is in Lambeau. Lions. I'm going to take the Packers in a slim one. You don't think Mel Gibson and Braveheart coming off the edge is going to be <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? Uh, they, they get, they're getting the unfortunate truth is the Packers are getting healthy at the right time. Like Bakhtiari in and out all season, inconsistent, hadn't really played. Bakhtiari in got put on skates like twice by DJ Wanham. Come on. You I'm just saying Hutchinson's going to eat him up as they get healthier. They are more dangerous they are still like one of the best teams in the NFL in the month of December. Um, I think their January record probably pretty good as well. I'm going to take the Packers in a 31-17 win over the Lions. No faith in Matthew Stafford. Well, let's uh, Jared Goff. Ooh, nice, Mike. What a, what a Freudian slip. Yep, there you go. <laughs> How about let's talk about this Titans-Jags game? Because me and you at the beginning of the season actually said, 
Titans may not win or may not make the playoffs. And here they are with a chance to fall right out of it. For for parity's sake and for the career of Trevor Lawrence, I want to see the Jaguars win here. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And and shockingly, I've become a Doug Peterson fan. Oh, I mean, Jacksonville's got all the tools. Trevor Lawrence is the guy. Now, let me ask you, Mike, when the Jags weren't a real good team last year in week 18, what did they what 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 happened? What did the Jaguars manage to accomplish? Um. Do you remember ending the career of Urban Meyer? That, but they also managed to have, to have wrong. a game at home against the league's top running back with a really good defense oh, and, and a really the solid head yeah, coach. They the and they built the Colts. They beat oh, the Colts, Colts in the last game of the year and kept them out of the playoffs huh. last year. This is a very, very similar scenario huh? structure-wise. And the big difference this year is Doug Peterson, Travis Etienne, and Trevor Lawrence. Being more effective well, on Jaguars offense. defense is pretty solid still. So yeah. right, well, that defense is the defense that bottled up MVP caliber Jonathan Taylor last year. You know what I mean? So I'm going to give this one to the Jaguars, and I'm not. I don't think it's a convincing win, but I think when you if you watch it, the game will not look like the score. The score is probably going to be closer than it should be, but you'll look at the game and go, yeah, the Jaguars really had control of that from start to finish. Sure. Um, So I got the Jags getting in and the Titans missing the playoffs, which means is it time to blow it up and start over in Tennessee? No, you just need a consistent quarterback and whether or not that's Malik Willis needs to be answered. Yep. And Um, he needs can't judge rookies off year one. I hate it here. (laughs) AFC East fights for the final spot. Yeah. I mean, so it's down to the Patriots and the Dolphins and the Dolphins, like I said, all year long with how fragile Tua is and how this team wanted to run their system are going to risk missing the playoffs. Do you think they squeeze in and salvage the season? Because much like we just talked about with Kevin O'Connell, is this season a failure if the Vikings you know, lose their last week, get into the playoffs, and get bounced? If McDaniels comes in, Tyreek has this great year, Jalen Waddell has a great year, but all of this stuff with Tua, and they don't make the playoffs in a year where the Patriots are in absolute disarray, is it a failure? Um, yes. I don't. You have a first-year head coach, though, so like, I don't know. How would it be a failure for Kevin O'Connell and not be a failure for Mike McDaniels, who has a better roster? I don't agree that that's a better roster. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. From top to bottom, I don't. Okay. I think, I think they have higher potential players. Like, I'd probably rather have Tyreek and Jalen Waddell than our two. I'd take their entire defensive secondary over anybody we have other than Harrison Smith. Yeah, but they're still young. And I don't know. I mean, I think the odds of the Dolphins getting into are much higher than the Patriots. Okay. The Patriots have the Bills. I think the Bills beat them. Do the Bills play their starters yes because i don't think seeding's locked up in the afc it is not it's a it's a it's a it's a jumble yeah and they're i know i think they have to especially with the weird stuff that happened on monday correct Um, by the way thoughts and prayers um to that entire situation to both locker rooms terrifying to see glad to see that he is heartbreaking to see honestly and uh we got news before the show that he is uh responsive yeah so that's good. He's still getting better. So prayers out to Demar Hamlin, yes, and the Buffalo Bills community. Absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, I honestly think the Bills beat the Patriots, and I think the Dolphins beat the Jets. So I think the Dolphins sneak in. 
<sighs> Jets have lost five straight, or otherwise we'd be talking about the Jets right now. Well, if they had Mike White. Isn't that shocking that we're talking about? If the Jets had Mike White, they'd be in a better spot. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Well, Zach Wilson's in trouble. Yeah. In trouble. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Dolphins get the second spot, though. Part of me just thinks because it's Bill Belichick, because the Dolphins are going to Dolphin, it's going to be the Patriots. Okay. Really, like, I don't, I don't trust because who, who are, who are the Dolphins going to march out there this week at quarterback? All you need to do is hit a tunnel screen toward the fastest guy in the entire NFL and let him take it. I mean, yeah, and they have a decent running game, decent defense. I don't know. I think they'll be okay. I really do. Potentially. But let us know what you guys think uh, as the playoff picture wraps up for all 32 NFL teams. Actually, not all 32 of them are in the race. But if your team is in it, we'd love to hear what your opinions are on how far they are going to go. And we can talk about the uh, NBA trade deadline, which is coming up um, in our next segment here. I just wanted to go through a couple of names that uh, I was reading a Bleacher Report article um, earlier this week. Um, they were putting out. You know the rumors, the guys that have been lofted or floated out there, um, yeah, starting off with John Collins. Yeah, so it was uh, an article written by Andy Bailey. Yep. The article is up on screen. Yes, uh, it the is. The player every NBA team needs to trade in 2023. We are going to highlight just a few of them. Uh, the first one we are going to highlight, like you said, is John Collins. So where do you see John Collins moving and for what, possibly? Um, I think – for for his situation, he needs to be looking for a team that needs that run the floor stretch for. Like he's not great away from the basket as like a three point shooter or a mid range guy, but defensively and in transition, pace of play, he's a really talented four. You can even play him at the three if you're going to play somebody like Milwaukee, right? And you're going to have to square up against like a Chris Middleton or somebody of that nature. I think Charlotte. Having him play with LaMelo would be a good place for him to go. They lack interior push. P.J. Washington really hasn't panned out. Um, Phoenix would be another great place where I could see him go. I know that they're trying to move off Jay Crowder as they try to get back into the Western Conference Finals. And then Dallas. I think Dallas, that kind of tempo and an outlet guy for Luka to use with his awkward pace of play would be good places for him to land. Do you have any others outside of that? No, I agree, actually, with pretty much all of those. <laughs> Cha-ching! Uh, next up. We're going to highlight Miles Turner, who's currently with the Indiana Pacers. Hey, Minnesota, pay attention. This is the guy that, like, if you want to do a two-big system, this is the type of guy you want in your locker room. Right. Instead of him being the number one scorer on your team, he can be the most efficient third scorer on your team. Just a couple of stats. As a, as a big guy that plays center and forward, he shoots 40% from three. Still manages to average 2.2 blocks per game and does this and, and scores 16 points per game with a usage rate just below 20%. That is the definition of effective scoring, and you can give him a lot of minutes because he's never in foul trouble. I think, you know, Gabe has asked me multiple times, hey, if you're the Wolves, who do you go get? This is one guy that I'm looking at squarely and i think he's you said cats quick how many seven foot guys can get up and down the floor miles turner can get up and down the floor yeah so honestly like if we did something like this would go bear be leaving as a part of the deal cat would be leaving that would be so why wouldn't we keep the two faster ones though because you're still going to need go bear to rebound and play uh you're, you're still going to need but he has go bear to rebound and play the pick and roll game but and... he hasn't been rebounding or playing defense very well lately 
So it's like it's a solid point. <laughs> it's a solid point. Like, hey man, we brought you in to rebound. Can you start rebounding, rebounding please? please? It'd be awesome. We're like 30 games into the season. Yeah, no, I just I mean, Turner can rebound, right? It does help. I just think scheme-wise, the way that the Wolves should be playing, you talked about it, build build into the strengths of guys like McDaniels and Ant. Miles Turner is a better fit for those guys than Cat is, if that Fair makes enough. sense. All right. Right. Well, from uh, one problem in the Wolves locker room to the other. Oh, you mean D'Lo? D'Lo. Obviously, if he's leaving, it's likely because Cat left or they're going together. That's just my honest opinion. It was D'Lo's whole reason for showing up in Minnesota in the first place was to play with Cat. So I think they're kind of tied at the hip. Um, but he just, his style of play is not suited to be the third or fourth option on your offense. He is without like the explosive dunking ability. He's a lot like Russell Westbrook. He needs to drive and kick and be able to pull up and the pick and roll needs to run through him. And, and, and he needs to be able to selfishly play unselfish basketball. To be honest, I would really like to see us move. Elo and Cat and yeah, a big blockbuster absolutely. Move that brings in maybe some youth, maybe some draft picks to go back on the sheet from the Colbert trade. Yep. Um, my anticipation going into the season was we should be a top four, if not five seed. Be lucky if we make the playoffs. Exactly. So clearly it's not working. No. And unless you're going to freaking fire Finch, who I honestly think is the problem. Could be. I, I really do. Could be. Lack of effort is not a player issue. It's a coach issue. Um, Potential landing spots. Potential. Do you you see teams that could use him? I've got a couple in mind. To be honest, if D'Lo, if D'Lo leaves by himself, he's going to go to like some bottom feeder that we're going to get a veteran from and picks a la Patrick Beverly, somebody that can come in and say, all right, this is how you fucking win in the NBA. I think there's my one F bomb. I think San Antonio. Okay. So what I said, San Antonio (laughs) to get picks Dallas though. It makes sense for him to go play with Luca. They both like that half court. When you need it, when Luca, when when they're locking Luca up with double I just don't teams, see it working super well because they both work on ball way better. True, but they had that with Brunson last year, and Dallas played pretty well in the playoffs. Brunson also has a ridiculous catch and shoot. Yes, Gene in them. So I don't, I don't know. Um, the Wizards, Bradley. There's another name on this list that. Very evidently wants to leave the situation that he's in. I think sending him to Washington would be a good fit. You could get players back in return. Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Beal, both guys that are on the block. Otherwise, sending him to Chicago for a guy like, even though he's hurt right now, Lonzo Ball. We're going to be able to run the floor, going to be able to be a distributor first and play great defense on the perimeter. So I think one of those four spots is where I would be looking. I mean, that's honestly what we need is a true, like a true point guard. Jason Kidd. Shit, give me Patty Mills yeah. in his prime. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need anything special at the point. We just need someone who runs the point. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal is next. Where do you see him ending up? Uh, I would love to see him with the Wolves. You talk about a guy with ridiculous catch-and-shoot ability. If you're going to get rid of a big, right, like Cat, and you're going to allow Ant to start driving the lane consistently again, and you're going to need an option to where you kick to the corner three or you kick to the top of the key. And even if it gets closed out on has the ability to create his own shot, Bradley Beal is that guy. He has a super max contract. Cat has a super max contract. You want to talk about leveling the books? There's your trade there. If you wanted to do the blockbuster thing, could you do D'Lo 
and Cat for Kuzma and Beal and be a better team as the Minnesota Timberwolves. You absolutely could. So I think this is a great fit for him here. Otherwise, teams like the Lakers, LeBron James always likes to have a catch-and-shoot guy. The Blazers, to pair him with Dame, is a good spot for him to go. And then once again, Dallas. Luka, Dallas. Needs, Luka needs a second guy. Dallas right? would be a really good fit. But I him. think you know if you're looking at, hey, where does Beal fit the best? How can he get back on track? It's Dallas. Minnesota and Dallas. I'm going to go Dallas even over us. Uh, I just think that gets him... That puts them in the ring talk. Oh, absolutely it does. Uh, last and not least, Jay Crowder. Weird to see him want out of Phoenix because of the situation that they're in, right? The way that this looks to me now, right? If we go back to when DeAndre Ayton was having all of his issues with the Suns coaching staff and front office in the offseason, if you take that and then you get to where they're at now, does it not look like it was Crowder or Ayton? Like you were going to just have to pick one and you weren't ever really going to get both. Um, so I think he fits in really well. I mean, Jay Crowder is such a talented guy as a role player. Like he's going to eat up a lot of minutes. He could be the sixth man of the year potentially if you really wanted him to. Jay uh, Crowder is the dude, like you always hear the conversation, like these NFL players are great athletes. If they weren't out here, they'd be playing. Yep. Like that's what they'd look like. Yeah. Jay Crowder's a freaking outside linebacker that like can rebound and pass the ball. And shoot the rock. Like he's Sometimes, pretty consistent. Yeah. But he, he just doesn't do it often, right? Right. Like, I mean, averaging pretty much 10 points a game for his career, but the, his, all of his points are loud. Yeah. They're and he's loud a as hustle fuck. player. Yes. Like, yeah. So I think getting him, I think Portland would be a great spot for him alongside Dame. Provide Dame some defensive stability. That would stability. bring some energy to the West Coast. For Absolutely. Sure. Um, I think him in Memphis to replace what they lost with Kyle Anderson in the offseason is a great fit. He's he's ring chasing at this point. You saw him go from Miami, Jimmy Butler's successful team, then Phoenix successful team. I think he's in that part of his career. Um, so sending him to Memphis would be good. And then once again, Dallas, man. Dallas. Dallas is one piece away. If there is a buyer at the deadline, it's got to be the Mavericks. I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know how he would fit, but you want a defensive presence that walks into the locker room and lights up the locker room immediately mm -hmm. for a young team that doesn't have a leader? Jay Crowder. Like, think about him on the Wolves. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's another stretch it's, for it. It's tough not to hustle when your teammate is diving out of bounds for balls. Exactly. And that's what he brings. That's I've, what made Russ. I've always been a huge fan of Jay Crowder. That's yeah. what made Russ's teams so good for such a long time. Right. Even if he was the only player, right. he was getting everything out of everybody else. Well, it's just, dude, like if, if yeah. your literal teammate is diving and bleeding and just going all out, it's kind of tough to just stand there and do what Ant does on offense where he just stands in the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It, absolutely. it gets a little awkward. It's like, hey, man, you going to help me at all? Yeah. Um, for sure. And Jay Crowder brings that. So I think whoever gets him will be pretty happy. Very nice. I don't think there was anybody in that list. Is there any other names that you wanted to take a peek at? I know you're not massive into the association. This list has obviously a uh, somebody for I'm everybody. I'm curious but. to see if the Lakers like blow up at all. Being out of playoff contention currently, LeBron is basically their pseudo GM. Russ is on this list. Does he as do the, anything? Russ is on this list as the guy to move. Um you know, for the for the Lakers. I LeBron said he can't shoot earlier on the show. So That's maybe very he true. wants to get rid of him. Does LeBron realize though that right if the season ended today, your sixth man of the year is who? Russell Westbrook. I think LeBron wants 
the top five on his team to be better than anybody else's top five, and he could care less who comes off the bench. Well, then he shouldn't have grabbed Terrence Ross. Some of these names, man. That's the striking thing about the NBA, dude. Is Fournier, like, yeah. Evan you Fournier have such too. a difference between Devante the top Graham. 10 and the bottom 10. Yeah, I remember I huge. went to a Timberwolves game like 2014 when the Wolves won like 14 games that year. Gabe paused because this, this is a dude? white guy. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I was wanting to see. I just saw fuck. a highlight of him just being a goon with someone. And oh, he's been like that since he was at yeah, Duke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's was, he's literally been like a, he's a super dirty ass. player since oh, yeah. he was in college. Does oh, he yeah. have the skill level to actually like, hang, you know, like is he an NBA whatever starter on most teams? He's a really good sub. Yeah. On okay. most teams. Yeah. He's, he's a top seven on most teams for sure. He uh, can get hot. Yeah. He's a I really good shooter. Just from no, the highlight I saw. He's a fucking asshole. He Here he went to Duke too. It's like, oh, oh yeah, it fits perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, so I went to a Wolves game in 2014, the year they won like 14 games and their roster was awful. Mm-hmm. And I saw one of the Wolves players get on the city bus to go home. <laughs> and I was like, yep, this is where we're at. Yeah. Danny Green really is. Our players ride the bus home. LeBron gets into his Ferrari. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. All right. Danny Green really. Yeah. There's Russ right there. Um, he's the tradable guy for the Lakers. That's a bitchin' jacket, man. It is. I just don't, there's not a landing spot for him. The unfortunate truth that nobody wants to cop to right now is that the best place for him to fit in right now is where he's at. Yeah. You send him anywhere else, and he's a problem. You'd have to send him to. Mm, let me look quick. Can you imagine putting on that jacket though and thinking it looks good? I would wear that. I think that proves Gabe's point. Yeah. um, He also looks like Dr. Dre's son. True. Like he could be, yeah. Hey, can't forget about Dre. No. You know what's funny is, like, I would almost send him back to the Rockets. Yeah. Houston, yeah. Rocco. Rocco's on the list. I like him. God, he'd be great for the Wolves, too. He was already here. Yeah, and he was great for the Wolves. I don't know why we got rid of him. He's a great 3 and D. Oh, Eric Gordon. Yeah, I was, yeah, that's a name I hear. Eric Gordon, who's looked like he's James Wiseman. He he's gonna just get buried on the Golden State roster, but wind up with two or three championships. Yeah, Bovan, Bogdanovich. You want to try that one? Sad. Yeah. Javale McGee smelling turkey dinner coming out on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yeah, Karis LeVert. I'm surprised that the Cavs have anybody that they think they should trade. Because they're so well put together right now, yeah? Nikola uh, Nikola Vucevic. Terry Rogier for Charlotte. Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Cam Thomas for the Nets. There's another team that I don't think should be selling at all. They just need to be buying. There's another white guy, Danilo Gallinari from the Celtics. He doesn't get much playing time. That guy's an NBA player. Huh? <laughs> Correct, yeah. Huh. Still shops at Hollister. Yeah. Well, that's it, man, for All the right. for the NBA trade deadline, Mikey. And that's it for the show. Oh, is it? We're done. I'm done. Oh, you okay. can stay. Now nah, we're done. Okay. So, uh, as always, folks, thanks for joining us on another episode of Glass Half Sports. Uh, we were glad to have you. As always, make sure you tune in next week as we will we'll be playoff pushing next week. Playoff push. There's also going to be a ring ceremony held on this show next week. Uh, Mike's going to have to present me with uh, my back-to-back championships. 
likely. I'm just a participant in the league. I don't have to present you a shit. Uh, Matheson says otherwise. No, no. <laughs> we can bring Matheson's ass in here if you want a ring ceremony. You're going to make him crutch down all those steps? I am. What? It's, a, a, it's literally his job. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So we'll have the ring ceremony next week. Uh, NBA trade deadline or trade deadline will be a little bit closer. Um, Shout we'll out just, to our Minnesota Wild representative yeah. for making it in studio today. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll get him a seat in the studio one of these days. Maybe we'll let him like run the soundboard or something. So that way, when you say something stupid, we go, "Oh!" When I say something smart, "Yay!" So he doesn't need the soundboard then. <laughs> All right. That's. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, before Mike continues to, you know, fumigate the studio, we're gonna get you guys out of here. Um, I know there's been a lot of snow on the roads for uh, the local people here in Minnesota, so be safe, Mike. Where can they find us if they want to run it back? Yeah, I was always guys. Yeah, let's run that back. As always, guys, you can yeah. find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitch. We do have a Patreon. If you'd like to donate, it does go towards the show funds. The show. Uh, it helps a lot, actually. Uh, and then if you want to watch us on cable, you can find us on MCN6 here in the Twin Cities area. Outside of the Twin Cities area, through your Roku Fire Stick, you can access the MCN6 app. There you Catch go. Catch us on there. Make sure you, on all those platforms, make sure you hit that notification button or bell yeah, as well. hit the thumbs up, too. Yeah. So that way you guys get notified every time we go live or post new um post new uh content um as always y'all take care stay safe have fun mbc no relation to nbc